Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Gerard at Large. I almost skipped Hour 2. Shouldn't. It's going to be an exciting hour. I am your ever-humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. As you know, you can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. Yes, we do. Let's talk voter fraud, shall we? So, what does this mean? When you boil down the numbers, um, there are more than enough... Uh, uh, well, let's get to the letter, shall we? Let's let's get to... Yeah, because there's some pretty interesting stuff in this letter. 606-6762 is our call-in number. That's 606 606- Six seven six two. So let's take a look at uh, some of these things. I'm like, we will publish the letter with this um, with this archive so that you can walk through the state. It's a seven page letter that uh, the Secretary of State and the Commissioner of Safety sent to the Speaker of the House. Uh, and it's kind of an interesting read, though I will admit to only having sort of skimmed it. But the numbers or the process that they can go through and are in some cases legally required to go through to verify the identity of voters um, is is pretty interesting. But um, what's of even bigger interest here are the numbers. Now, according to the Secretary of State, the 2000s and see, we've talked about this, right? 2016, the legislature enabled the Secretary of State to enter into the interstate voter registration cross-check program to check for matches of voter records in other states. And what what did we find there? We found that 94,610 people on voter checklists in New Hampshire have the same name, birthday, uh, same name and birthday as people across the country, including 44,000 plus in Massachusetts and 15,000 plus in Maine. They're, Connecticut, Vermont, Rhode Island, New York are not part of the uh, cross-check program. So we've got roughly 60,000 people between Massachusetts and Maine that are also registered in New Hampshire with identical names and birthdays. A coincidence? Uh, not likely. So part of their response uh, was analyzed. It's they are they are further analyzing 196 names that appear to have been marked on a New Hampshire checklist and one other state as having voted in the November t- uh, 2016 general election. Well, we know one guy who was on the New Hampshire voter checklist because he went and registered in Hooksit just as the polls were closing. Oh, Michael LaShawn Lewis, right? Who had also registered and voted that? Who had also voted that day in Georgia and voted early in Florida, all in the same election? I wonder if Michael Lashawn Lewis is among the 196 names because he didn't register and vote in one other state. He registered and voted in two other states. We have begun verifying that information with other states, but this process is quite involved, really. We will be working with the Attorney General to determine next steps. 
and to transfer those cases which are appropriate for the attorney gen- for, uh, for, to the Attorney General for investigation. So let's take a look at some numbers, shall we? The following is an update regarding follow-up letters sent to voters who signed challenge voter affidavits. Those are the purple pieces of paper in order to vote and qualified voter affidavits and domicile affidavits. I'm sorry. Those are the purple pieces of paper to register and vote in elections between May 9, 2016 and December 31st, 2016. Note that leaves out the primary, doesn't it? Yes, it does. On January 9th, 2017 and subsequently on April 20th, for those who had moved to a new address identified by the U.S. Post Office, the Secretary of State sent 1,423 letters to voters who signed challenged voter affidavits between May 9th, 2016 and December 1st, 2016 in order to vote. Pursuant to RSA, blah, 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 the Secretary of State was required to revise the list based on input solicited from supervisors of the checklist, forward the revised uh, list of names to the Attorney General. According to the Secretary, uh, accordingly, the Secretary of State has reported to the Attorney General that there were a total of 129 voters, 71 with no response, and 58 envelopes returned as not delivered, who signed a challenged voter affidavit, which means somebody went to vote and a poll watcher challenged them because they didn't believe that they were legally qualified to vote at that polling place. So these are just the challenges. And after the challenge, of course, because in New Hampshire, they have to sign the piece of paper. So there were 129 people, 71 who didn't respond to the letter, and 58 that were returned as non-deliverable, deliverable who signed a challenged voter affidavit between May 9th, 2016, and December 31st, 2016, had not returned a signed postcard and could not be verified by election officials. So... Right there, you have at least 129 votes cast that should not have been cast. Please find attached copy of our May 24th letter to the Attorney General with outcome of the new protocol to follow up on challenged voter affidavits. On January 9th, 2016, the Secretary of State sent 764 letters to people who had signed qualified voter affidavits for identity purposes in order to register to vote between May 9th. 2016 and December 31st, 2016. Among these, 377 were delivered to the address, but the voter did not return the postcard. 63 letters were returned by the post office is not delivered to the address provided. And the USPS may have placed a forwarding address on the returned envelope. Hmm. In compliance uh, with the law, no follow-up letter was sent to any forwarding address that may have been provided. No further input was solicited from election officials. On January 10th, The Secretary of State sent letters to 6,033 people who had signed domicile affidavits in order to register to vote between May 9th, 2016 and December 31st, 2016. Note again, they didn't go back to the primary, the presidential primary. Among these, 458 letters were returned by the United States Post Office as not delivered to the address provided on the voter registration form. The post office may have placed a forwarding address on the return envelope but no follow-up letters were sent. So if you do some quick math between letters that were returned undeliverable, people who could not be verified, and people who did not respond, you have a number big enough 
you have a number that's larger than the vote uh, than the the margin that Kelly Ayotte lost the state Senate uh, the the United States Senate seat by. So even if it's just a handful, a few thousand voters and not the tens of thousands that some of us think there are. If you do the math, the eleven hundred or so um, people who could not be verified as legitimate voters in the state of New Hampshire was more than the just over a thousand votes that Kelly Ayotte lost by. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, it can tip an election, even if it's just a few people. But the more interesting statistics here are those where hmm. <sighs> 6,540 people used an out-of-state driver's license to register to vote. That's nuts. 15.5% of those have since been issued a New Hampshire driver's license. Well, that's important because that means that 15% actually either were at the time they voted or became since the time they voted which, by the way, means they weren't qualified to vote if they weren't a citizen of the state beforehand, but I digress, became citizens or are citizens. See, when you register, your, when, you, when you get a driver's license from a state, the state from which you have a driver's license is the state that you are legally domiciled in as a general rule. So our best case scenario here is 85% of the people who uh, used an out-of-state driver's license to vote aren't, in fact, citizens of the state of New Hampshire. Now, another indicator of whether or not you're a citizen of a state is whether or not your car is registered there, because as a general rule, you can't register your car in a state in which you are not a domiciliary, which is a legal resident. So of the remaining 5,500 people who didn't get a New Hampshire driver's license, 3.3% of them had registered a car in the state. So let's, let's do a little quick math here. Josh, can you start drawing some circles, please, and prepare a, um, y- you know, some lined paper so that I can write the explanation of the math problem that I just did so, to explain my answer? Because I have to explain taking, uh, what, what is the number again? Uh, hold on. Yeah, see, this is the new Common Core math. So I have to explain taking fifty five hundred um, and uh, twenty six people and multiplying it by point zero three three because that's what three three point three percent is is expressed as a decimal. And somehow I get one hundred eighty two point three five eight people. So don't forget about talking about how that makes you feel. Yes. So I can't give you the 182.358 in my essay on how to do the math, by the way, will include how I feel about uh, roughly six and a half, six point four two, uh, 0.642 percent of a person being left out of the equation. Uh, but so another 182 people, give or take, registered vehicles in New Hampshire. So of 6,500 plus people who used an out-of-state driver's license to register to vote, only roughly 1,200 did something at some subsequent time period to become a legal domiciliary of the state of New Hampshire, which means there are a solid 5,300 people who aren't 
legal residents of the state of New Hampshire who voted in the election. To say nothing of the uh, people who refused to sign or refused to show proof of ID or refused to show uh, proof of uh, uh, address. How many people were there? Was that? Let me let me find out. Hold on. It's another several thousand. Wait a minute. I can't find it. Ah, That's the problem when you have stuff online. You can't highlight it. Oh, maybe I'll just go to the news read. Mm hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's not in the news rate. I have to go back into the letter. Point is, is there were thousands of people who voted in New Hampshire that weren't supposed to. At what point do we say this can no longer happen? This is Gerard at large.